Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. This broadcast will focus solely on the coming Antichrist. I won't have time for the week's news, but before I begin, I have a short exhortation of faith that you will understand the reason for by the end of this broadcast. So keep listening. And by the end, you might have some idea who I believe the Jews are about to announce as the Jewish Messiah. But first let me start by saying it is beginning to feel more and more like believers in Yeshua are in the fight of their lives. Like frogs in pots, our faith is quickly reaching the boiling point. What is our faith? That we believe Yeshua. We believe in Yeshua and we keep the commandments. We keep His commandments. The 613 as best we can. Not the Talmud, not the scaled down greasy grace Christian version, but the real Torah commandments. And we live our lives according to the rules of biblical love based on actions, not mere emotions. That is our faith. We take care of the widows and orphans. We contribute time, energy, and money to our fellowships. We uphold each other in prayer and give each other encouragement by working out our relationship problems according to Yeshua's word rather than splitting, dividing over every little issue. Having gone through church splits from childhood and in the Hebrew roots global community for the past 13 years, I can tell you there is nothing more unbearable than what we believers who proclaim Yahweh as our Father do to each other. There is a short list of reasons why believers must separate others from themselves, putting people outside the camp. The reasons include idolatry, adultery, slander, abusive behavior, and power grabbing, drunkenness, extortion. But let's remember that we should not be splitting over Yahweh's name pronunciation, organic food, flat earth, calendars, and other such issues that are not on Yahweh's short list. Let's remember the difference between the short list and the much longer list of commandments that we are not to split over because the days are coming when each of us will need the others much more than we think we do now. So let's set aside these minor differences and start focusing on the warfare that we are already steeped in. Here's what has happened in the recent past mostly in the past year, that has never been seen before and which proves that we are about to see the Great Tribulation unfold. First, Trump moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and rabbis calling him Cyrus when he clearly is not, but they do so because they have a messianic agenda that they are forcing down the world's throat. Two, Declaring a jubilee for themselves 
then defining what that means in Judaism by voting for and implementing the Jewish state bill designed to encapsulate the political state of Israel, not to be confused with biblical Israel, so the state of Israel can bring about its own version of imperialism, that's ruled by a global king. Three, the creation and use of of breaking Israel news and Israel 365 as the nascent or new Sanhedrin's mouthpiece for the purpose of increasing the water's temperature for the world's frogs, that's us, until our flesh is cooked and we are trapped in the Kabad Lubavitch Antichrist trap. Four, trying to force conversion to Judaism on the world and, short of that, pigeonholing everyone else into the Noahide category to bring the entire earth under the rule of the Solomonic Messiah and five war. Let me tell you what I believe about the Antichrist now. This has only occurred to me recently. I believe there are actually two Antichrist men coming. Each represents one of the New World Order factions. But doesn't the Bible say to watch out for the Antichrist? Yes. But Yeshua said many false messiahs would come. The apostles said the Antichrist spirit was already working in the world in their time. Yet, There will be only one Antichrist who will shut the altar down while declaring himself to be God. So there are many Antichrists, but among them is the one we must watch for. Right now, I can identify two factions on earth who can produce the one Antichrist we are all looking for, and I believe the two are about to go to war with each other. One Antichrist comes out of Judaism, the other from Islam. The Western New World Order is aligned around the Jewish Messiah. The Eastern New World Order is aligned around the Shiite Iranian Messiah. Keep watching because I believe these two will duke it out via the Gog Magog and King of the North Wars. I don't know which one will shut down the future altar because I don't know yet which of these wars will come first. But I do believe this. We will see this happen within the next 50 years, this current jubilee cycle, and possibly within the next seven, within the first Shemitah years of this new Jewish jubilee cycle. So here is what to continue watching. The Jewish conversion agenda. The Jewish conversion agenda just keeps expanding. I recently found um, Rabbi Harry Rosenberg on YouTube in a video called The Lost Ten Tribes, The Geopolitical Solution. He claims to be looking for the lost tribes. He does a good job of covering up 
the conversion agenda while asking for funds to convert communities that the rabbis find around the earth to Judaism. We're going to see that what Rabbi Rosenberg calls lost tribes and what we call lost tribes is completely different. For him, the lost tribes are actually lost Jews. Hang on, you'll see what I mean. First, Rosenberg talks about lost communities. That the rabbis continue looking for communities is a problem. They refuse to recognize individuals who claim to know they are part of the scattered. The rabbis don't see the one from a city and two from a family, Jeremiah 3.14, which are the description of individuals. The rabbis refuse to acknowledge what Moses said about us losing our identity completely, Deuteronomy 32.26. When they find communities, these are people who have not lost their identities completely. It is only the individuals at the end of days who are waking up and realizing who they are that fulfills Moses' prophecy. Rabbi Rosenberg claims to have found the lost tribes in various enclaves even in America, but he claims they are Native American, you know, Indians from our history books. He completely misses the Hebrew individuals all over America and the globe. We are still hidden from the Jews and the rest of the world and for good reason. Yahweh is still protecting us. So who are we to start clamoring to be seen by the world? We need to remain unseen by everyone until Yahweh reveals us in his timing. But we must understand that we hidden ones will be caught up in the troubles that are coming and we will be categorized by the enemy as an enemy. Thus, we have a need to know and understand what is going on. That is where Beast Watch News comes in. Rabbi Rosenberg's map reveals his prejudice against the claims of individuals of the House of Israel in favor of cultural groups found around the world who identify as having come from the lost tribes, but then he either insinuates or openly says these people are lost Jews. These cultural groups who Rabbi Rosenberg says are the lost northern tribes identified as lost Jews are the North American natives, South Americans, the Lemba tribe in South Africa, the Shinto of Japan and Pashtuns of Afghanistan, along with the whole of Europe being the home to Judean exiles over 2,000 years. He also talks about the tribes of Manasseh and Ethiopia in the same sentence as if Ethiopia is one of the lost tribes. And Europe, to Rosenberg, is not House of Israel, but House of Judah. 
Ultimately, by the end of the video, one is confused enough to think that all the lost tribes of Israel are Jewish and therefore this justifies their mass conversion to Judaism. Let's get some clarity on this issue since the rabbis don't seem to be able to stop wanting to convert all former Jews back to Judaism and they want to convert those from the house of Israel who they find in enclaves all over the earth to Judaism too. Ezekiel 37:16 says, You son of man, take one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Judah will have children of Israel companions with him at the end of days according to Ezekiel. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph the stick of Ephraim and for all the house of Israel his companions. Israel will have the stick of the house of Israel in his hand at the end of days and he will also have companions. Verse 19 says say to them Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. Who are the companions of Judah? These are a mixture of people from the house of Israel and the Gentiles who have converted to Judaism over the last 2900 years, starting with the families of Ephraim and Manasseh, who joined themselves with the house of Judah during the time of King Asa. This migration of families from Ephraim and Manasseh occurred before the house of Israel captivity. King Asa was King Rehoboam's grandson. Rehoboam was Solomon's son who split the kingdom through his tyranny. And you can read about that in 1 Kings chapter 12 and forward. So we know by the Bible who the companions of the house of Judah will be. Who will be the companions of the house of Israel spoken of by Ezekiel? These are house of Judah and Gentiles. The fact is that by the end of days, both houses will have members from the other house and each house will also have people who converted from being Gentile to being Hebrew. These Gentile to Hebrew converts are found in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Some are also in the Far Eastern religions of Buddhism, Shinto, Tao, Confucianism, etc. The reason Yahweh's people are hidden everywhere is first because of his promise to Abraham. Genesis 12:3 says that in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now most people quote the first part of that verse claiming the bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you, but they stop there. The bigger and more important reason for these blessings and cursings against and for uh, Abraham is the more important part is that it's all the families of the earth who will be blessed through Abraham. So what does that mean? It means that Abraham's DNA is in every family of the earth, not just every nation, but every family. The second reason Yahweh has hidden his people 
is for the security of his kingdom. Jacob split his family before meeting Esau so that Esau couldn't wipe out everyone. The rabbi's eyes are blinded. For that we can have pity on them. But this also means we are subject to their prejudices and evil intents. Believers must make themselves aware of Judaism's false teachings and phrases and we need to alert our family and friends so they don't get caught up in the Judaism conversion agenda. And any time a rabbi lists, as Rabbi Rosenberg did on his YouTube video, any of these our organizations or agencies, he has a conversion agenda. And let me list those. Aish.com, JewsForJudaism.org, OutreachJudaism.org, Kabad.org, and Hidabrut.com. These organizations are only different names for the same deceptive leadership, the same spirit of deception, and the same spirit that believes all people must convert to Judaism to be saved. Articles like this one that I'm going to look at by Dr. Rivka Lambert Adler are so dangerous because they appeal to people's desire for knowledge, as if knowledge can save, as if only the Jews have the knowledge that can save and not just any knowledge but special knowledge that contains spiritual secrets and secret formulas secrets that mean you're in and others are out this article is titled Kabbalah it's not what you think and it was published on January 4th 2019 but just four days later the title was revised to beyond red strings and ambulates Kabbalah for the nations on January 8th 2019 the reason for the title changes has to do with pushing the article up in search engines Rivka's title didn't get enough attention because the keywords were not of interest to people so the keywords were changed to pull in more readers plus the title needed to reach out to the nations the reason I'm now harping on this is because every week the Jews are stepping up their game to suck in non-Jews, Christians, Hebrew roots, Gentiles into their agenda by making their false doctrines seem harmless. They are about to trigger destruction. Rivka's article says, if you've been taught that Kabbalah is demonic or evil, Rabbi Yitzhak Michelson from the city of Tzafed in northern Israel wants you to know that you don't need to be afraid of it. He told Breaking Israel News that Kabbalah got a bad rap because of associations with mysticism and notions that it's connected to red strings, holy water, and amulets. Popular misconceptions rather, about Kabbalah abound. He further explained that people who are untrained and uneducated in Kabbalah find bizarre or outrageous things in English translations of Kabbalistic texts, which they then quote out of context, perpetuating 
the misconceptions. I want to add that this is exactly what the Jews do to the Tanakh and New Testament alike. They grab scriptures from here and there, take them out of context, and create an entirely new false doctrine from it. This has been done by Christians also for the last two millennia. Michelson decries the fact that Kabbalah has been presented in a New Age package. That's a problem because it actually has its roots in Judaism. He is on a mission to restore the true nature of Kabbalah to make it palatable to the masses without divorcing it from Judaism. Under the auspices of the Kabbalah project, Michelson is creating a curriculum he calls the science of Kabbalah. Based on Jewish wisdom, he said the ideal student is a person who is hungry for more than what they've learned so far, who has a desire to draw closer to the Creator and transform themselves to help usher in the redemption. The first two volumes of the Science of Kabbalah are already available in both paperback and ebook formats. Michelson is himself a student of Rabbi Yehuda Lieb Ashlag, born in Poland in 1885, Rabbi Rabbi Ashlag, who is also known as the Baal Sulam, rather, after his greatest work, divided Kabbalistic teachings into two parts. According to Michelson, one part is meant to be studied only by those who are well-rounded in Torah. But there is a whole other part of Kabbalah called Ta'ameh, Torah, literally a taste of Torah, that should be widely disseminated throughout the world. Might I suggest that the Ta'ame is very close to the word Ta'ame, which means unclean in scripture? Michelson said that Rabbi Ashleg wept over the fact that not enough time was spent on studying Kabbalah. He believed that the lack of spreading Ta'ame Torah, or unclean Torah, is holding back Geula, redemption. Kabbalah means reception. In modern Israel, to check into a hospital or a hotel, you go to the Kabbalah, the reception desk. And let me interrupt again here. Are you able to see how this analogy might make the mind jump to the need to know Kabbalah in order to get past the kingdom's reception desk. Thus, studying this ancient wisdom gives us the ability to transform ourselves individually from being selfish with a will to receive for ourselves alone to wanting to receive in order to give to others and therefore to be more like Hashem or God. Well, where is the work of the Ruach in our transformation? Where is the work of Yahweh himself, his seven spirits, Yeshua, his son, etc.? Where is that in our transformation? Few will realize this, but Kabbalism teaches what the Far Eastern religions teach, which is that enlightenment and or salvation come to us by what we do not who we know. The message of Yeshua from the Garden of Eden forward is that it is first who you know, then what you do that will benefit us. Abraham believed God, then God counted Abraham's belief as righteousness. Abraham did not do anything except believe God. And it was because of his belief 
that he then proceeded to do the righteous things required in the Torah. Genesis 26.5 says, Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Abraham believed first, then he obeyed. Judaism, like the other Eastern mystical religions, teaches the opposite. First, you do. Then you are rewarded with approval from God. Michelson explained that Rabbi Ashlag, who passed away in Jerusalem in 1954, saw us living as broken people in a broken world. The only way to see true transformation was to disseminate this information and give people's tools to destroy the ego and to be able to give out what they receive, which is the light that they get from Hashem. When I was a Zen Buddhist over the course of almost a decade, the big doctrine was the reducing of our personal ego so that we could become enlightened. We just found out that's the big push in Kabbalism as well. Getting rid of the ego is necessary, but it comes as a result of our faith. Our faith doesn't come as a result of getting rid of the ego. You see, these things all sound so close alike that it is very easy to be deceived. Michelson shared a basic principle of Kabbalah which teaches that in order to make room for creation, God contracted himself. The space he evacuated was called Koshek or darkness. This godly contraction created a number of side effects, one of which was that sparks of holiness fell throughout the world. Perfection of the world means gathering up the holy sparks. In teaching and bringing this wisdom to the nations, we are giving them tools to transform themselves, Michelson emphasized. In other words, practicing Judaism, including Kabbalah, will change you. It is not the work of the Ruach that changes you, according to Judaism, but you change you according to the rules of Kabbalah. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to the Jerusalem Report on Beast Watch News. Full news coverage with a Hebraic perspective of the headlines fulfilling Bible prophecy. Remember to financially and prayerfully support Beast Watch News for keeping you up to date. Send your donation to Beast Watch News today. It takes money to operate this ministry, and your help is much appreciated. Each year at Passover, you say, next year in Jerusalem. Well, this is the year. Join Ani Yosef for 13 glorious days in and around Jerusalem, beginning with four days of service to the land, followed by Passover and a week of touring in Jerusalem. For just $825, get lodging and two meals per day while staying in a Jewish community with other Hebrews from all over the world. Go to AniYosef.com for details. That is A-N-I-Y-O-S-E-F.com. Join us this year in Jerusalem. This 
Transformation and restoration is the very foundation of tikkun olam or repairing the world. We know that in order for there to be true tikkun olam, perfection of the world, there must be a gathering of the holy sparks which include not only the Jewish people, but the holy sparks of the nations that need to be gathered in as well. This is the only way to bring redemption and true perfection to the world. Back, way back in the book of Acts, the rabbis didn't want the gathering of the nations Yahweh's way. Yahweh gave them the nations in the book of Acts, but they rejected it because it came from Yahweh's efforts, not their own. Here's what I mean. I'm going to read this from the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing rushing mighty wind, and it fell on the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues of fire, and it sat upon each of them. The disciples of Yeshua received the Holy Spirit. But when the Jews knew about it, they were puzzled and didn't receive it. Josephus tells us that tens of thousands attended the feasts in those days, but only 3,000 of them were baptized because of it that day. Furthermore, the Jewish leadership got busy making sure no converts of Yeshua were able to enter the temple. Yahweh was giving the Jewish leadership the restoration of the Torah at Mount Sinai and making the reuniting of the 70 nations possible through the reversal of the language curse at the Tower of Babel. But the Jewish leadership were having none of it. Yet, here is the same spirit today that rejects Yeshua wanting to reunite the 70 nations under Judaism rather than under Yeshua. Yeshua's work on the cross had brought back the house of Israel. After the house of Israel comes back, the nations can have their language curse reversed so that all nations may know Yahweh. The house of Israel's return always precedes the reversal of the language curse of the 70 nations. There has to be participation in this ancient wisdom, says Michelson, by all with a desire to see the coming of Moshiach and redemption. That's why it's being made available. Michelson especially wants to reach the person who is afraid of Kabbalah because they've heard it's bad or wrong. He wants people to know that Kabbalah provides answers to deep questions. We are not speaking of evil things. He emphasized that. The real intention is to share the real secrets of the Torah that Hashem meant for us to know. Michelson is speaking evil because he is speaking level of the Pharisee doctrines that lead to destruction. Furthermore, the rabbis don't want Noahides knowing or practicing the Torah's commandments. So this offering of Kabbalah to the nations is a carrot for conversion to Judaism. And it says here in this article, it is Judaism, not science, that has the answers. God 
wants us to learn this wisdom in order to transform ourselves, transforming our will to receive in order to give, he asserted. Since the original texts of Kabbalah are written in Hebrew or Aramaic, they are not accessible to most people. Michelson emphasized the importance of studying with a qualified teacher who knows the material. In other words, to understand Kabbalah or the Torah or anything else Jewish, you must submit yourself to a rabbi's authority. Michelson further says, Torah is not just about the Jews. It's about the nations. Here we go again. They are giving what has been traditionally Jewish to the nations now. He continues, Hashem chose us, the Jewish people, to give this wisdom to the world. I don't think we can have redemption without the nations. What did Yeshua say? He said the twelve tribes are the light to the world. This study is going to open up answers to questions that a Christian would have. Ooh, yes, my friends. The Jewish conversion agenda continues. It is heating up and its target is... Christian. It will give them tools that they wouldn't have otherwise. Michelson wants people to know that by studying the lessons he is preparing, there are sources in Judaism that have answers for the really naughty questions in life. Folks, there is no secret to salvation. Salvation is not wrapped in spiritual secrecy. The saved do not need to be part of any secret enclave. Yahweh did not select his people to hide his light like the Pharisees and Sadducees of old, but to shine it brightly in the dark so it would draw all people to it, the light which is him. Salvation is not a membership club for the few initiates whose novices can be controlled by its older experts. Salvation is given freely to everyone who asks the Father through his Son. And this, my friend, is a situation that just doesn't work in club Judaism. So now we're going to go to the next article and possibly begin to identify the Antichrist. There is always speculation about the identity of the Antichrist. Jared Kushner and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman are two names being bandied about this these days. Let me add another one to the list from this article that was sent to me by a friend. According to Breaking Israel News, there is a little known story spanning several decades that reveals the hidden connection between Brazil's new president and Israel's prime minister, and how together the two leaders may be designated to usher in the Messiah. Raphael Rabinovich a member of the Kabad Lubavitch sect of Hasidic Judaism who lives in Brooklyn, heard this story directly from the Shaliach, or the emissary, who made the connection between the Kabad rabbi and Jer Bolsonaro, the newly inaugurated Brazilian president. So now, right away, you should be able to make the connection between Kabad 
and the Jewish Antichrist. In fact, you should now be able to see the connection between the Jewish Kabad leadership and the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin and Kabad, Kabad and breaking Israel news. This story concerns Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, the leader of the Kabad Lubavitch Hasidic movement who passed away in 1994. Rabbi Schneerson, known to his followers simply as the rabbi, headed a global outreach program that is still active today, but his followers valued his spiritual guidance, which sometimes bordered on the prescient. Did you catch that Kabad? Under Rabbi Schneerson coordinated a global outreach program. So what, you might say? So, for this purpose, to convert people to Judaism. Friends, this conversion agenda that the Jews vehemently deny has been going on for a long time and Kabad is one of the lead organizations. Remember, the Kabad Jews believed Schneerson was the Messiah, but he died. So they've had to move on to someone else whom they have not yet revealed. The next time the Jewish Messiah is revealed, it will be sprung on us to surprise us and take us off guard. Announcements will be made, great fanfare, and most of all, a lineage going all the way back to Solomon will be declared. Approximately 36 years ago, a young man who was a member of the Chabad sect went to visit the rabbi at his headquarters in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. One of the rabbi's methods for connecting with people was to give them a dollar accompanied by a blessing. The intention was that the person would give charity and retain the actual dollar bill as a keepsake from the rabbi. This particular young man waited in line, and when it was his turn, the rabbi asked a few questions about him. The young man mentioned that he was on his way back home to Brazil. The rabbi gave him a dollar, along with a blessing, and then asked him to wait for a moment. The rabbi got a second dollar bill from his secretary and handed it to the young man. This is for Brazil, said the rabbi. The young man took the dollar and clipped a note to the bill with the message, The rabbi said, this is for Brazil. Upon his arrival, he gave money to charity and stored away the other dollar bill from the rabbi with the note attached. Oddly enough, though he carried the first dollar bill with him at all times, he forgot about the second dollar bill with the note attached. Years passed, and the young man was ordained as a rabbi and got married. Though the rabbi had passed away in the interim, the outreach institutions he established were still vibrant and active. The young man became a Chabad emissary in Sao Paulo. As part of his duties and to fulfill the mitzvah of visiting the ill, he made regular visits to the patients at Albert Einstein Hospital in Sao Paulo. In the year 2018, Brazil was in the midst of a hotly contested presidential election. Among the candidates was conservative Jair Bolsonaro, a Brazilian politician known as the Trump of Brazil. A Roman Catholic... He ran under the campaign slogan, 
Brazil above everything and God above everyone. Bolsonaro was stridently anti-leftist, anti-socialist, and anti-liberal. Like his North American counterpart, Bolsonaro was a strong supporter of Israel and the Jews. He appeared in public holding an Israeli flag and stated that if elected, his government would move Brazil's Israeli embassy to Jerusalem which he openly referred to as the capital of Israel. In September, a member of the left wing disguised himself as a supporter and attended a rally in Sao Paulo for Bolsonaro. He succeeded in getting close to the candidate and stabbed him in the stomach. Bolsonaro was bleeding profusely and the wound inflicted by a five-inch knife was life-threatening. So this should start to sound familiar. Remember Revelation 13, 3, 12, and 14? I have just shown that the Jews are looking for Jewish converts to Christianity, but here we see they are looking for a particular Jewish convert, one that might be touted as the Jewish Messiah. No doubt this will appeal to all Christians and all Jews. Is this what the cabal has in mind? When Bolsonaro boarded the ambulance, he was barely conscious, but he demanded to be transported to Albert Einstein Hospital. The paramedics preferred to take him to a hospital that was closer, the Hospital Sirio Libane, a privately owned Arab hospital commonly chosen by the country's most senior politicians. But the wounded Bolsonaro insisted the ambulance take him to Albert Einstein Hospital, believing that a Jewish hospital was the only place he would be safe. He did not want to risk another attack. It was later revealed that the attacker was affiliated with Brazil's far-left political party that had an openly anti-Israel platform. Bolsonaro lost a lot of blood and the wound was very deep. Initially, the doctors told the Bolsonaro children that their father was not likely to recover and for several days his life hung in the balance. A few days after Bolsonaro was admitted to the hospital, the Kabad emissary was preparing for his regular visit to the hospital. By chance, he came across the dollar bill with the note attached. Thirty-six years had passed since he received it from the hands of the rabbi. He tucked the bill in his pocket and went to the hospital. When he arrived, he was surprised at the numerous security guards patrolling the halls. When he was informed of the reason for the heightened security, he understood that this had been the intention of the rabbi so many years ago, that the dollar bill would make its way into the hands of the man who was to be the president of Brazil. Thus, the dollar bill would be for all of Brazil and not just for one person. Okay, first, let me just say how unlikely it would have been for any Brazilian to not know that Bolsonaro had been stabbed, and especially the rabbinic head of the Kabat of Brazil. But that's what this article says. And further, let me say that the gift of Schneerson was not intended for just one person. It was intended for everyone on earth. There is a photo in this article of Bolsonaro holding up the dollar bill he received from the man who received it from Rabbi Schneerson. 
Now back to the article. As one of the rabbis affiliated with the hospital, he was able to get security clearance and visit the presidential candidate. For the first time since the attack, Bolsonaro was alert and sitting up. He was weak, but insisted on making a video thanking the doctors and hospital personnel for helping him through this. He received the visiting rabbi and accepted the dollar from the rabbi. Shortly thereafter, the patient took a definite turn for the better. He was out of danger and on his way to recovery. The doctors informed Bolsonaro's family that he was recovering even faster than expected. He was going to be able to return to his political activities, and so he did. While recuperating at home, Bolsonaro won the first round of elections. In the second round, he won a landslide victory. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu attended Bolsonaro's inauguration. Rabinovich, originally from Chile, told Breaking Israel News that Bolsonaro's first name, Jer, is from the Hebrew named Yair, meaning the one who brings light. Are you hearing? Are you seeing? Are you understanding? The messianic symbolism and overtones are just too obvious for someone to not make the connection. The two heads of state got along famously, as well they should, since they have a powerful hidden connection. Yeah, that's what we should be looking for, too, those hidden connections. Netanyahu first visited the Rebbe in 1984 when he was the newly appointed Israeli ambassador to the UN. Before Netanyahu returned to Israel in 1988 to join Likud, he visited the rabbi again. The rabbi gave him advice which proved to be at least partly prophetic. You will fight with 119 people presaging the coalition troubles that are plaguing the prime minister to this day. Later, the rabbi confided in Rabbi David Nachshon, a close friend of then Prime Minister Netanyahu, It really pains me as a friend, as a brother, as a close friend, to see how people constantly spill Netanyahu's blood, Rabbi Schneerson told Nachshon, but... I have a surprise for you. Oh, yeah, I bet he does. He's going to come out of it, and he'll stand tall on God's side. He has a promise from the rabbi, and he's going to make it through this. We've seen it happen up to now, and that's how it's going to be now as well. He will make it through this, and he will continue, and I hope he'll be able to hand his keys over to Moshiach, the Messiah, and we'll have the complete and true redemption. What is going on in this story, besides the obvious use of an illusionist's misdirection, the dollar bill, that keeps you looking where they want you to look? Could it be they are telling you who the Jewish Messiah is? The one that they have chosen? Are they telling you to watch Bolsonaro or Netanyahu? Or are these two men also misdirection devices?
I recently told some people that I thought Netanyahu could be announced as the Jewish Messiah. This idea came to me when Israel's upcoming elections were announced. You see, if it appears that Kabad's candidate and former prime minister is about to lose the election, might they trot him out? Netanyahu on the world stage as the Jewish Messiah to keep him in power? Remember, Netanyahu is a 33rd degree Freemason. Freemasonry is tied to Kabad, and Kabad reigns over the majority of Jews espousing its brand of Judaism. Well, someone said this is not possible because Netanyahu and his family are riddled with scandal. I told the person that the Jewish Cabal would handle that, would explain it away, and now... We have just read that Rabbi Schneerson is already being used by the cabal to explain away Netanyahu's scandals. I wish Schneerson was alive so we could ask him if he really prophesied about this, about Netanyahu, and will it be Netanyahu that they trot out on Temple Mount to be the Jewish Messiah? However, Schneerson probably wouldn't admit the truth anyway. So, which one is it? Which man are the Jews trying to hint at as the Jewish Messiah? Bolsonaro or Netanyahu? Or maybe neither one. Maybe one of these plus an Eastern New World Order candidate? That still gives us the possibility of two Antichrists coming to the world stage. We will have to wait and see. But in the meantime... Please consider what I said in the beginning of this broadcast. Let's put away our petty differences because very soon we're going to need each other more than ever. United we stand, divided we fall. I didn't say it, Yeshua did. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.